Good morning, Neverland. Tie down the mainmast, ladies, because here he is, the cunning kingfish, the barred barracuda, a man so deep, he's almost unfathomable. A man so quick, he's even fast asleep. <laughs> Thank you. Now let's give him a very big hand, because he's only got one. <laughs> I give you the steel-headed stingray, Captain James Hook. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed that. Welcome to the Fluent Nerd, a not-so-serious discussion on all things nerdy. I'm Z. I'm Peter Pan. Oh my god, I hate you. <laughs> this is a show where we discuss our love-hate relationship. It's mostly hate right now, thanks for that. <laughs> With the most famous and infamous franchises, movies, shows, and games of the nerd world. This week we're talking about... Hook. Thank you, Smee. Continue. <laughs> oh, fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. <sighs> Firstly... This is the first time I've seen this movie all the way through, beginning to end. Because you're a terrible child. Um, I don't know how to take that in the spirit of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Grew up, you stupid asshole. <laughs> it, I, so, so, first off, off the bat, it's well over two hours long. Yes. And this is a kid's movie. Kids do not have that attention span. I know I didn't when I was that age. Oh, which that's is why I have not seen this movie kid. all the way through. Terrible, terrible child. I can't sit still for two and a, two, almost two and a half hours when I'm nine years old. When did this movie come out? I don't know. Uh, 91? 91. Pff, I was born. Sorry, I, look, I looked over. There's a dead lizard in my uh, studio. Sorry. It confused me greatly. <laughs> Got caught by the COVID. Apparently. Uh, so... This is so again. This is this is sort of a first take, sort of a also you know reminiscent movie. You know, lots lots of shit going on here. You didn't tell me this movie would make me cry, asshole. Uh, yeah. I mean, assume from this point forward, any Robin Williams movie will make you cry. Yeah, but it wasn't because of Robin. Well, it was because also of Robin Williams, but... Bob Hoskins is dead, and I didn't know it till I did the notes. Uh, Mr. Smee. Oh fuck. Oh, yeah, they fuck. they both died in 2014. I didn't know that. They're dead, Jim. I was looking through his movie history, and I was like, why did he stop in 2014? Oh, no. <laughs> why, sneaking spirit in the back of my head? Um, uh, dude, does this movie not feel just like the Sorcerer's Stone? No. I wrote that down multiple Besides times. Besides Maverna McGonagall being in there, no. No, no, no. Minerva McGonagall being in there helped make this like Sorcerer's Stone, but hear me out. It's a theme of... Um, a guy discovering that there's magic that exists in a world that's in a time since past, because in Harry Potter, all the wizards act like it's the 18th century. Sometimes, yeah. Because they all have cauldrons and shit. Well, I guess, you know, pre-18th century, but you know what I'm talking about. It's like, it, and it feels like he's discovering magic. He's the chosen one. It's, it's fucking Harry Potter. See, I got Star Wars vibes, so we went different ways How'd with that. How'd you get Star Wars vibes? 
uh, there was clearly an exchange that was like, strike me down and I will rise. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That one, that one was, yeah, do it. <laughs> but uh, do also, it. we should talk about a little bit about the plot of this movie. If you haven't right. seen it, if you know anything like about me. Peter Pan, this is yeah. the concept of Peter Pan. If he grew up and left the Lost it Boys. became Robin Williams. Yes. He changed. It was his final form. He became a lawyer, <laughs> <laughs> which I, I caught something uh, later in the movie. Did you catch that, too? When it, when he's remembering his mom and he's in the tram and she's yeah, like, he's, he's like going to go to Oxford. No, but he's yeah. like, he's going to go to Oxford. He's going to be a judicial agent like his father. So a number of things there. He became yeah. his dad. Yeah. And he still became a lawyer. Well, that also lends a lot of credence to the fact that all the Lost Boys are probably dead. But we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's post Peter Pan. Right. It's Peter Pan grown up. So and you married get to meet, Wendy's granddaughter. You meet Peter Banning, who is adopted in english and has no accent um i don't know he says that he says you found me my parents in america yeah but he's at least spent his first 12 years allegedly in england and he has no memory of them yeah no he spent them in neverland where they don't have english accents. No, i know i know i know but that's why it doesn't make any sense that's what i'm saying <laughs> um he grew up married wendy's granddaughter moira uh had a couple kids and completely forgot about the fact that he's peter pan uh, he goes back to visit his grandmother and dedicate a hospital uh, wing. His grandmother, who is his also Wendy. Grandmother. Yeah, his great-grandmother, who's also his old girlfriend. This is super Freudian. Oh, yeah. Um, and Oedipus, I guess. Oedipal. Yeah. Yeah. So while he's visiting, Captain Hook comes over from Neverland, takes his Yarr. children, and goads him into the war that he's always wanted. And this is the story of... Peter discovering who he is and retrieving his children from Hook. Tinkerbell has three days to train him to become the yeah, pan again. Let us let us talk about Tinkerbell for a moment. Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts, A, nails it. B, yeah. also, why— Everyone ev wants to fuck Peter Pan. Everyone wants I'm to just fuck throwing Peter it out there. when he was 13. <laughs> Everyone wants to fuck him when he yeah. was 13. Can you act like a teenager— is that well, again, that's also, again, a theme I found in this movie is, you know, the real kiss is when they grow up or begin the journey of growing up. It's not the thimbles and the buttons and all the stupid little things that kids give each other. It's uh, it's a it's a allegory for puberty, I bet. <laughs> yeah. Or virginity. Both. Yeah. You know, so, kids back then, you know, we're fucking earlier than they are now sometimes. <laughs> That went weird, but yeah. <laughs> so there's pirates. Uh, there's little fat kids. There's swords. There's guns. It's Peter fucking Pan. There's crocodiles and magic yeah. and flying and marbles. It's just a great movie. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, first time, I saw, again, so he goes to Neverland uh, because Hook steals his kids. And can I just say, when he's trying to, when, when Hook's telling him, oh, you know, Touch your kid's fingertips and you're all free to go. He like really fails his children. Like good, good like, form on him though. What do you mean? Like, all right, fine. If you could just get up there and touch the fingertips. Oh, good form on Captain yeah. Hook. Yeah, because this yeah. movie is secretly all about Captain Hook. Actually, it's uh, called Hook. It's not yeah. secret. <laughs> you stupid idiot. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> Stop actually me, Steve. He's stop actually, me, don't yeah, stop he's actually me, listed first on the uh, credits. Like it's a it's a hook movie. It is it's a hook a movie. movie. Yeah. Um, but uh, I get, but from Peter's point of view, I definitely got Sorcerer Stone vibes, and Hook definitely reminded me of Voldemort in parts. But also, I did get the whole strike me down parts. Um, but wow, you like just he made a Scottish 
Palpatine. Strike me down, and you have this haggis. McCracken, strike me down, you fool. <laughs> With your broadsword. New Scottish Jedi headcanon. Instead of, instead of samurai, they were Highlanders. Luke, you wee shite. <laughs> Luke, you wee shite. I'd be a <laughs> I would watch that. Oh, I would watch that in a heartbeat. Uh, Disney, get on it. You're get, you're ruining everything else. Why not Luke do this too? Clan Skywalker, <laughs> Luke of Scott, Luke of the Clan Highlander Skywalker. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, he fails the fuck out of his kids. Like he he is he is. I I get it. I get that he's a selfish dude. Like I get that's the whole point of him being a grown up is he's super super selfish. And but like you couldn't have. They're your fucking kids, dude. <laughs> and he just totally fails them. And then he has to go on the journey for three days to remember how to be a kid in order to be a better dad. He spent, he spent at least 100 years in a made-up world full of ghost children. So, yeah, he probably wasn't trained on how to be a good grown-up. No, but he spent the last 30 years being a grown-up. But 100 years being uh, with ghost children and that pirates he rem- trying that to That he had you. no memory of, which effectively didn't happen to him. I mean, If you don't remember it, it didn't happen. Conscious. That is not true at all. <laughs> That's like repressed memory 101. Yeah. (laughs) It didn't happen. It didn't happen. My uncle never touched me. It never happened. It has nothing to do with my life. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Anyway. Uncle Hook. Uncle Hook, no. um, (laughs) So, yeah. Peter remembers how to be Peter Pan. Also, Rufio, who became the de facto leader after Peter left. His story is so fucking tragic. Yeah, it really is. He's the only person who dies in the fucking movie. (laughs) Yeah, he's the only person that, well, no, Hook dies. Uh, he disappears. He gets eaten by the croc that's dead. I ate the croc that ate me. Which sounds like a pirate legend. He got eaten by the croc that was dead. We'll get into that a little um, bit. But uh, Rufio, fucking de facto leader of the Lost Boys while Peter Pan is gone. Everyone's like, Rufio! And then at, right after they all cheer his fucking name, they immediately like, abandon him, trying to go, hey, let's get Peter back here. And then he's like, hey, you are the pan, and passes the sword back eventually. And it, and then doesn't even get to take over after the end, like, goes back to being in the leader. He fucking dies. Fucking bangerang. Bangerang, motherfuckers. <laughs> like, that's, fuck, that's fucked. I hated, like, I hated that. And then he chose uh, yeah. Thud to lead, lead them afterwards because he's the biggest. Because mm-hmm. he's the fattest. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into a theory on that, too. Um, and, and, and uh, let's get into Hook's plan. I love Smee's idea that Hook takes credit for. Is like, I just had that wonderful idea. Instead of trying to defeat Peter in the war. I've had an allegory. You mean he's gonna, the epiphany. <laughs> he's going to make... Light, lightning has struck my brain. He's going to make Peter's kids love him, which is the best revenge he can get on Peter. Well, clearly there's also, like, when you change between the two worlds, there's a whole, like... It's a dream world Memory versus a real world. Yeah, there's... So there's the, all, yeah. Yeah, I so also got Inception use, vibes because of that. <laughs> well, he knows he's going to use that to his advantage. Yeah, he's a, he's a harder time remembering the other world and his dad and his mom and his happy which, memories. If you think about the ending, you remember when he sees Smee, like, cleaning up the bottles when he's back yeah, in real yeah, life? Yeah, That's because he's still half asleep. That's see, why see, That's why I, Tinkerbell I, immediately I follows up. Yeah. Well, that's why Tinkerbell immediately says, I'll always love you in the in-between world, because yeah. Smee is there in the in-between, too. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, or I said, yeah, I think that uh, I think that he was high on something. <laughs> well, that's one way of doing it. But uh, 
you know, he's like, he said he missed the 60s, but somebody gave him some LSD, man. Fair. That's a possibility. <laughs> dude, I've never seen a kid's movie that had so many, so much cussing, so much there was a lot. So there was a pirate that said, I'll be a dead man's dinghy. Yeah, they call him buggers, too. And, and, and Tinkerbell says to him, oh, stop being an ass. And they talk about killing a lot, like straight up murdering. Like, I've never seen a kid's movie that had so much legit murder and shit in it. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. He, it, oh, yeah. I forgot about all the guys he killed of his own crew. Yeah, a lot. He, he killed like three or four. <laughs> but I also remember this line. I could. I, I, I thought this was hilarious. When Peter, early on, when he's trying to save his kids, touching the fingertips and everything, uh, his daughter's like, come on, daddy. Mommy could do it. It's like, yeah. wow, way to go, shithead. <laughs> Mom can fly, you stupid asshole. Thanks so much. <laughs> I'm the only one trying to save you here. Mom's not here, but hey, why don't you bring up yeah. Well, mom's in fucking England. I'm in Never Neverland. <laughs> Deal with it. I'm the best also, you're going to get, child. I've determined the theme of this movie. What's that? If you bully someone long enough, they'll do what you want. Because that's what the, the Lost Boys training is. They just bully him until he finally figures it out. I mean, that's kind of what I do to you. So Don't go fuck yourself. <laughs> you pompous fuck. Yeah, I'm a little pompous. Whatever. But All yeah. right. Peter kills Hook at the end, well, supposedly, and then he returns home. He gives Thud the lead, and then he goes home. And then I guess when they told the cops their kids were missing, that just all goes away. I like and... how the cops were just like, okay, I want to start a subcategory of movies called like shitty cop response movies. <laughs> like Home Alone's in there too. Oh yeah. Like they just don't do anything. Like yeah. there's no point even having the cops. Plus they're bobbies. They don't even have guns. I mean, like I don't really trust British police. So British detectives have guns. The bobbies don't. It depends. No, but I love that where the guy was like, "I've forgotten how to fly." He goes, "One does." Yeah. He goes, "Well, it's such a British the, response." Given the literary history of this family, <laughs> he's just like he just like took a report down the street at Mary Poppins' house too and blew yeah. her off. Like <laughs> this is there's also some guy. Mary Poppins. There's like a guy sneaking down her chimney, and he's like, "Oh, it's just literary. Give it the literary history of your family." Uh, guy with a mysteriously terrible Cockney accent. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Anyway, that's so. the plot, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, we'll be back in a minute with trivia. Okay, so Dustin Hoffman plays Hook. Uh, he was in the Kung Fu Panda series, The Simpsons, and he was Rain Man. I didn't know he was in the Kung Fu Panda movie. Like all of them. I don't, I don't even think I watched any of them, though. I didn't either, so... <laughs> All right. Robin Williams plays Peter Banning slash Pan. Uh, he was in Wilfred, Spongebob. He's uh, Teddy Roosevelt in Night at the Museum. Uh, oh, he was yeah. In... That was his last movie. Ew. No, it wasn't. He the had third, a bunch of other bad ones. The third one was his last movie. That wasn't? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, he's in AI, Artificial Intelligence, Bicentennial Man, Flubber, Jumanji, Aladdin, and Popeye, and Mork and Mindy. And so much more. Yeah, but that's the nerdy shit. Yeah. Uh, Julie Roberts plays Tinkerbell. She's in Nothing Nerdy. Bob Hoskins. <laughs> Pretty woman. Yeah. He plays Mr. Smee. Uh, he's the lead human character in Who Framed Robert Rab- Roger Rabbit. Wait a minute. Oh, my fucking Christ. I for- God damn it. That's the same guy. He's also Mario in Super Mario Bros. Uh, yeah, I don't fucking remind me. We're so watching that. Uh, he was in Snow White and the Huntsman. He's in Tales from the Crypt, and he was in Pink Floyd: The Wall, the movie. No fuck. <clears throat> I don't remember him in it, but apparently he is. 
All right, Dame Maggie Smith plays Maggie. Uh, she's Professor no, Minerva she she McGonagall. Plays, she plays um, Maggie's his daughter. Maggie's his daughter, Wendy. who's named after. He plays okay, Wendy. Wendy. She plays yeah, Wendy right. Mora okay. Maggie something something Whatever. like a long Maggie's English. Still, part of, still one of her names. <laughs> um, she plays Professor Minerva McGonagall, and she's in Downton Abbey. Nothing, nothing else nerve ner- nerdy. So no, except that except. She's in Harry Potter, therefore yeah. she doesn't have to be. Right. I mean, she is the headmistress of House Gryffindor, so. hmm Okay. When the Bannings are flying to England, the pilot's voice is actually Captain Hook, Dustin Hoffman, when he's like, this is your captain speaking. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh-huh. Also, side note, they would have, that is definitely pre-9-11, because he was throwing a baseball at the top of a plane, and, he, yeah. and the little kid... He was banging on the windows, and he eventually hit the ceiling so hard that the oxygen masks came down. They would have been charged with federal offenses. Probably. I mean, they were in England, though, so like... No, well, they were on the way to England, so it was still U.S. soil. Is that how that works? That's, I'm pretty sure that's how that works. I don't I saw know. saw an episode of Bones once. Mm. <laughs> okay, so Robin Williams became, like, best friends with Steven Spielberg while they made this movie. And after That's why Williams... this felt like the Sorcerer's Stone to me. Uh, it's super sad. Uh, after Williams died, Spielberg wanted to watch this, but he couldn't make it through it because he would start crying like for hours. Bro, same. <laughs> it's so good. God damn it. Okay, so the couple that's kissing when the fairy dust lands on them is actually George Lucas and Carrie Fisher. Wait a fucking minute. What part <laughs> of the movie are you talking about? Like, I'm pretty sure when they start floating the first time, there's a couple kissing like in the foreground. Yeah, George Lucas and Carrie Fisher. What the fuck? Carrie Fisher's all over this, actually. She, like, rewrote the script and everything. Okay, go on. I'm... Yeah. Go on. Fuck. This is like a movie full of ghosts, now that I think about it. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Oh, shit. If Maggie Smith dies after I... (laughs) Uh, Not good. All right, so Maggie Smith was only 50... Not good! (laughs) Yeah, she was only 56 when this was filmed. And they made her, they like Look super aged fuck, her. Yeah. yeah, they super aged her with makeup because she looks. She looks like she does today. I was going to say, she looks exactly the same now, 30 years later. Yeesh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, did well, you like, notice... in the movie, she does play like an 80 year old. So, yeah, I, I heard this fact a while back and I couldn't not see it this time. But you know, the pirate that gets thrown in the boo box? Yeah. That's Glenn Close. Wait. Yeah. What? That's Glenn Close. No. Yeah. In drag. Well, reverse drag, I guess. Uh, and drag can go both ways. I guess I so. Guess. I don't know how that works. Uh, there's drag kings. So, yeah. That's the thing. I have to rewatch this movie now, and I don't want to cry again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all out of tears. <laughs> no, I'm not. That's the problem. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Okay, so when Granny Wendy is telling the kids about Peter Pan, she's actually holding an original print of the book. It was a first edition. Yep, which was printed in 1911. Fuck. Bob Hoskins actually bought beer for over 300 extras after they did a really complicated scene, which I knew I liked this guy, man. Yeah, definitely like one of the pirate ones. (laughs) Yeah. All right, so there were a lot of problems with Julia Roberts in this movie. Like, a couple times she would, like, run off when she had an argument with her husband or whatever, and Spielberg threatened to fire her. Because you know this is a Steven Spielberg movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't and also, you mention that earlier when you said that 
Robin and them were him were getting yeah. friends though. Also, um, they based they called her Tinker Hill on set because they were sick of dealing with her, and she was all bitchy because of the green screen and shit. That's that's funny because honestly, she I was surprised how I didn't hate her in this movie. I usually hate her in movies. Hmm. Okay, so Dustin Hoffman used to work with John Voight, who's some sort of actor. I didn't look him up, but because <laughs> why wouldn't you? But John Voight brought his kids on the set. One of them was Angelina Jolie because she wanted to meet Captain Hook. Oh, my God. So Hoffman kept his costume on and hung out with him for a little while. And he saw 16-year-old Angelina Jolie and said Children she was— Children love me. <laughs> yeah. She said she was—he uh, he said she was tall, thin, and gawky-looking with a mouthful of braces. And when she said she wanted to be an actress, Hoffman went home and told his wife, I don't think this kid's got any idea how tough a road she's got. Wow. Uh, suck on that, Hoffman. <laughs> okay, so the word bangerang is actually Jamaican slur for uproar or disorder or disturbance, which is pretty cool. Yeah, also fits the pirate theme. Yeah. Yeah, Jamaican. Okay, Robin Jamaican Williams was forced... crazy. What? I hate you. Robin <laughs> Williams uh, was forced to shave his upper body and arms for this role. Oh, he is a hirsute gentleman, is he not? <laughs> Very much, but I guess this goes back to the whole, like, making him look like a kid thing. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Like, you can't have Peter Pan with werewolf arms. So if you look at the front door of Wendy's house when she goes in, it's got the names of all the Lost Boys scratched on it. It's Slighty, Slightly, Curly, Nibs, Toodles, and Twins were the original Lost Boys. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've lost me marbles. <laughs> Okay, so Captain Hook was actually inspired by a guy named Reverend John Mayer. Uh, he was a preacher in St. George's Parish in Breed, East Sussex. Uh, so at first glance, everyone thought he was just like a small town reverend, but he had a hook in his left hand. And he told everyone he lost in it in his a, left hand. Yeah, as his left hand. Uh, but he told everyone he lost it in a coach accident, and no one really questioned it until this dude named Smith came to town and told a bunch of people he lost it when he was a fucking pirate before he was a preacher. Hey, man, that'll do that. Yeah, apparently he had a really successful pirate career until he tried to strand his partner in the Caribbean, Smith. <laughs> he came back to England and took up the cloth to get away from him. Oi! They abandoned me friend, in an island! Yeah, his old friend came in back and found him and blackmailed him. His old friend? You mean, you mean his, his old, old enemy? Partner. Yeah. Yeah, old partner. So there you go. I mean, that's a pretty badass backstory. God, where's that show and movie? All right. So Bob Hoskins uh, tried to like everyone, chill everyone out on set, and he would sing different versions of Lionel Richie's "Hello," and he'd be like, "Hello, is it me you're looking for?" Oh my fuck! <laughs> uh, okay, it's me, it's me. Take care of it's me. All right. So Carrie Fisher was actually the original original prototype for Tinkerbell. That according been weird. to uh, Spielberg, yeah, that would have been weird. Yeah. Okay, Peter and the family fly on Pan Am Airlines to London. Pan Am actually went out of business a week before this movie came out. Oh, in that's hilarious. Yeah, in December of 91. <laughs> that was, uh, was it, Frank Abagnale put them out, right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All right, so when Rufio says, you're dead, jolly man, um, he had to say that backwards because if you remember that scene, he's like jumping at Peter and sticking the sword right in his face. Mm-hmm. So they had to film that backwards where he started with the sword right oh, in his face. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So when he says, you're dead, jolly man, he's actually like, nah, jolly, yeah, <laughs> Pretty much. It just sounds like Russian. <laughs> yeah, just reverse that, and it's, it's, that's exactly it. Yeah. 
All right, so Bowie turned down the role of Hook, which, God, that would have been a fucking cool movie. <laughs> yeah, but he already we, he has Labyrinth, you know? Yeah. Dustin Hoffman shines in this. Oh, no, he killed it, for sure. Okay, so this was Gwyneth Paltrow's second movie. Did you remember seeing her in there? Gwyneth Paltrow was in it? She was Teenage Wendy. Yep. Oh, God. I'm blown. Oh, God. Yep. It was. God damn it. <laughs> this movie is everything. Okay. Since Tinkerbell was often shown in the air flying, Julia Roberts had an assistant, assistant whose sole responsibility was oh, cleaning God. her feet. Ugh, you fucking punster. Actually, that's in the notes that I took, but I just made it worse. Um, and you know that's some fucking weirdo's fantasy. Like, yeah, but <laughs> to be you Julia know Roberts the guy book. who got picked for it? That wasn't his fantasy. No, yeah, that's how that works. <laughs> that's how like, that works. But some There's dude, so many people out there who would pay money to do that. This guy's like, oh, God, I fucking hate feet. Mm-hmm. That's Guaranteed. How that works. Guaranteed. I mean, if I had someone who had to clean my feet, I would want them to not be sexually aroused. But I, I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say, you lie. You lie hard. Yeah, do I want someone who's into it or hates it? I really don't know. Uh, I don't know. Or you just want someone who's literally neutral on the whole thing. Yeah, it's like, all right, well, let's go clean your foot, I yeah, guess. Yeah, this is my job. This is my job. Yeah. <laughs> what am I going to cook for dinner? <laughs> Not yeah. chicken feet. Okay, so Dustin Hoffman isn't actually seen until 40 minutes into the movie, even though yeah, he's the title the movie character. that's about him. Mm -hmm. All right, you're going to love this one. All right. So, Dustin Hoffman was interviewed by Playboy in 2004. I and he said like he, he said he had an aha moment with Bob Hoskins that their characters were gay. <laughs> that his life was over? <laughs> no, that they were gay pirates. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I they, see it. they decided see it. to play their characters that way. And he called it, quote, a couple of old queens. Hey, that's, that's, that <laughs> it's all right captain we always knew you was a whoopsie yep i'm waiting for it <laughs> all right so quote bob and i were rehearsing and suddenly we looked at each other and realized it at the same time we said these guys are gay and it was fun I've been suddenly, really trying, yeah. baby. suddenly we rehearsed it that way get over here smee give me a foot massage <laughs> we went to spielberg and he said this is a kid's movie suddenly it made all the sense in the world they were really good friends they lived on a ship and they were devoted to each other don't stop me, Smee. Don't, Don't stop, stop me. Stop me, Smee. You had me worried. <laughs> yeah. So good which, old dramatic captain. Which I guess makes that uh, girl at the baseball game some sort of pirate beard. Well, no, that was just the, the yeah, the, definitely. That, that's that's for the men. You know, yeah, the men have She's a pirate beard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she was just, she. I think she ran the whorehouse that was in the pirate town. Yeah. Because it was a whorehouse. Yeah, there has to be. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Oh, there's buts about it. Uh, <laughs> there's buts all about it. All Captain. about it. Okay. When Mr. Smee shouts, good morning, Neverland, it's a nod to good morning, Vietnam. Robin Williams. Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. Good morning, Vietnam. All right, after Peter cuts the coconut open with a sword, right when he does it, you can hear a rooster crowing in the background because the three key skills for Peter Pan is that he can fly, fight, and crow. <laughs> okay, uh, Thud Butt did an interview with Thud People Butt? Magazine. That's his name, Thud Butt. Oh, Thud Bud. Isn't Thud it? No. Butt. It's Thud Butt. Like when he sits on the ground, it thuds. Go ahead. 
When he did an interview for People Magazine, he said that the scene where Peter gives his sword to the Lost Boys was actually improvised. So no one knew that was going to happen. That was a Robin Williams thing. Oh, and the kids so, were just like, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why he was so fucking surprised, because it was all genuine. Like, Robin Williams and Steven Spielberg came up with the idea and just did it. So that's why all the kids were like, am I going to be the pan? That's the good thing about kid actors, is like they're actually thinking it's real. <laughs> yeah, you can trick the little fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Into getting genuine reactions. <laughs> yeah. All right, and if you look, this last theory, but if you look really close at Captain Hook's hat, it's got a design right here on the brim. It's gold triangles that look like crocodile teeth. Okay, that's pretty cool. Foreshadowing his. Didn't you say there was a fan theory about the crocodile? Oh yeah. uh, Oh, that's fan theory. Yeah, not not a fun fact. Yeah. Which we'll get to in a little while. The Peter Pan mythos and Hook have a lot of room for fan theories. Yeah. And the broad strokes. Lots of drugs. Well, that's your. I didn't even think about that. But the broad strokes. Before I get into all these, is that. A lot of people already consider that Neverworld, Neverland, whatever, is just all dead people. <laughs> like, that's the big theory. So it's either uh, limbo or... It's a purgatory or purgatory, hell yeah. or heaven or something. It's the afterlife. Or it's something in between. Um, so a lot of people consider it's that. It's the land in between because it's, it's between sleeping and dr- or being yeah. awake and dreaming, right? And the purgatory thing is really the big thing because if you consider the There's whimsical no nature... Well, if you think about the whimsical nature of it, it's almost like you're trying to give someone a good childhood, like some child who didn't get a child well, because they died. Well, according to Catholic dogma, uh, unbaptized babies go to purgatory. Yeah. At least so I think this, that's true. I don't know if that's fucking true. Yeah, I don't know. We're not. I'm not Catholic. <laughs> I learned it from Family Guy, if I'm being honest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I learned about Mormonism from South Park. It's all right so. there, Lois. You might go to purgatory with all the unbaptized babies. <laughs> so Jesus. that's that's. So I'm spouting it as fact, because why wouldn't I? Yeah. Okay, so with that in mind, my first theory is that Pan kills the Lost Boys who grow up, but he's not a bad guy. Go on. Okay. Did you come up with this, or is this something that no, you No, found? no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, I don't smoke any weed, but <laughs> definitely not enough for this. All right. <laughs> 420 Blaze! Okay, so Pan doesn't want the Lost Boys to grow up. When right. he does... He kills them because they're no longer like part of Boys. the little boy tribe. Neverland. Yeah. So that oh my God, means, it's a little lamplight. So th- yeah, pretty much. So that means that Captain Hook and all the other pirates could be former Lost Boys who grew up and didn't get killed by Pan. If you look Which at it this way, hate him so much. Yeah, if you look at it this way, Hook's the good guy and Pan's the villain. But if you look at it the other way, Neverland's kind of like an afterlife for kids who died. Um, so he gives them like a childhood. That they didn't get. Right. Now, if you mix those together, um, basically you're thinking like when Hook, when Pan kills you, you get to go to the real afterlife. Like you've gotten your your childhood and you get to go to the afterlife. Yeah. But Hook doesn't know that. Like Pan is like the, the master of this little universe. He's the angel of death. He's basically the angel of death and, um, Hook being someone who's escaped him, tries to fight him, not knowing that he's actually doing something good. So that's that theory. Whoa. It's all fucky. Whoa. Like, like Hook is a misguided. So uh, how does Pan, let's talk about this. How does Peter get to join the real world? I guess he is an angel of sorts, right? So he, the rules yeah. kind of don't apply to him. Some sort of cross cultural. We'll have to ask John Constantine. We're going to do that. It's movie all soon. fucky. But if you really think about it, all the little kids, uh, all the lost boys are dressed in different period 
garments. Yeah, yeah, and it's it is, kids it from is the 50s, sort of a kids from the 1600s. Yeah. So like and the time frame that they all live in seems kind of ambiguous. It's like yeah, there's a lot of 18th century, 19th century, and then there's like you know a lot of former stuff too. So it's like it's kind of this weird, just it's old timey. Yes, it's just an old timey world. Yeah, ye oldy. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, like here's a really here's a really good quick theory on why Thudbutt gets to be the successor. You why laugh every time I say Thudbutt. Yeah, because okay. it's a silly name. Yeah. All right. So the whole thing is based upon uh, imagination, right? Imagination's your biggest weapon, essentially. Imagination. So Peter believed he could fly, thus he could fly, right? Yeah. Rufio thought he could pull off a red trihawk. Rufio. Rufio indeed pulled off the red trihawk. <laughs> but the only one, the only person who managed to get fat on imaginary food <laughs> was Thudbutt. <laughs> Thusly, his imagination is strongest. Uh, he was actually able to get fat on imaginary food. <laughs> That's amazing. I really wish I could take credit for that theory. It's not mine. <laughs> but, but I love it. <laughs> He's a fat ass entirely through his own will and volition. He just wanted to be fat. <laughs> also, there was a video game for this on Sega, I think. Oh, in the no. Early Sega. 90s. And I had it because I remember you could roll thud butt around and like clear off the, the bridges and stuff. Oh, God. <laughs> yep. That's Sega wrong Genesis. So yeah, back when you could just make fun of fat people casually and not get in <laughs> trouble for it. And say the word Indians in a movie and not get in trouble for it. Yeah, he just casually kills Indians and children. Yeah, he doesn't like, kill Indians and children in this. He does no, kill Rufio. He doesn't. He talks about it, though. He's like, he I'm, goes, sick of I'm killing so Indians. tired of killing Indians and lost Indians boys. Indians and lost boys. All right. So, obviously, the crocodile symbolizes time. Why? He has a clock in his mouth. Yeah, but I, I don't understand why well, that was time. time I guess. A, okay, time is a thing. Like, the, is the, kids, the kids get too old to be part of the Lost Boys. Mm -hmm. And then Peter never had time for his children. So like that's right. a recurrent theme, time. Yeah. But but the and crocodile time. Yeah, the crocodile is the crux. Uh he's he's like the embodiment of time in the movie. Is that like in some sort of like mythology or something? I don't know. Hmm. No. I don't some occasion so. myth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> crocodile so, clock. Yeah. I mean the crocodile literally had swallowed a clock, if you remember. Yeah, well, he had put the but also Hook smashed all the clocks, right? But yeah. at one point he had swallowed it so he could hear it coming because it would tick. Yeah, that's how he heard yep, the crocodile yep, yep. coming. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. Uh huh. So the thing is, uh, everyone's pretty much scared of time, but no one more than Hook because he's like the oldest person in Neverland, and yeah. he's afraid of just dying old. He's afraid fact, of passing on. In fact, that's why Peter if you remember, went to Neverland at all because he heard his mom talking about how everyone gets old and dies. Yeah, he didn't want so, to. So everyone's afraid of getting old and dying. And then if you think about it, uh, Maggie Smith, Wendy, is old and is fine with it. So it's kind of like, this is what... Yeah, she's you, the only one is, okay with her inevitable end. Yeah, God, it's, it's kind of like... Dark. Oh, it's super, it's super dark. It's a British children's story. Of course it's dark. Yeah. <laughs> the only person worse than them is the Germans. Their shit's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they have Krampus and stuff, so like... <laughs> Around okay. Christmas, we do not piss off the Krampus. Yeah. That's if you so, take yeah. one, kill you. That's the whole thing of this movie, is that it's okay to get old and die. <laughs> like, just deal with it. Yeah, I see, I so thought... This was that... written in 1911, like, 40 was old, because you die then, but yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, so, do you have, you have more fan theories to go, or...? I do, but go ahead. 
Yeah, this so film, I so. had this idea. I thought, where did I write it down? I said the theme of this movie, yeah, I already said it. It's like if you bully someone long enough, they'll do what you want. But also, um, I wrote something else down, and it's supposed to be funny. Um, oh, I just wrote it down. Nutshell. It's supposed yeah. to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> so if, when, when we were talking about the clocks, this reminded me of it. Like when, when they're in the clock shop of the Smash Clocks, like uh, um, Hook and uh, Jack, and he's just like, where's that ticking? I again got Harry Potter vibes, but Harry Potter puppet pals. What is that mysterious ticking noise? So this whole thing reminds me of Harry Potter in so many fucking ways. It's not even funny. It's so weird. I mean, I guess I watched this before I ever read Harry Potter. The so. soundtrack sounds just like Sorcerer's Stone too. Like, I would have thought bit. John Williams did the soundtrack. Yeah, a little bit. It sounds right, just so like it. My last theory, uh, this one's kind of dumb, but like, Absinthe is known as the Green Fairy. Oh, yes. And the Tinkerbell is a green fairy. Oh, so fuck. some people say that the allegory here is that everyone in Neverland is a child who got drunk on absinthe and fell out of a window and died. <laughs> wow. I mean, because you is do. That why Peter to, drinks, is that why Peter drinks too much? Maybe, but that's how you get to Neverland. You go out the window, right? And if you're oh, following yeah, the yeah, green yeah, yeah, fairy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Symbolism if you're following the green fairy uh, and you fall out the window and die. Also, is... old absinthe made with wormwood actually has hallucinogenic properties. Yes. So this all could be some sort of weird absinthe trip. It indeed could be. So Captain oh Hook. Oh my god, following the green of... fairy is just an absinthe yeah. trip. Yeah, so Captain Hook could be some kind of angel who's trying to keep, you know, Peter from killing the like they're battling for their souls. Well, I love I love that one point when they are actually dueling and he goes Peter, this is all a dream. You're going to wake up and it's everything going to be the same. And it's just like, fuck, dude, that's meta as shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's essentially what it is. If you if you really do believe that Neverland also is some sort dream. of... Yeah, if it's some sort of purgatory, though, that means that Hook and Peter are basically like the god and devil fighting for your soul. Or just two warring angels. A yeah. fallen angel and a angel yeah. has forgotten his, his way. Yeah, there you go. Hmm. That's uh, Hook. <laughs> those are your fan theories um what was your uh we'll start on a negative note and then on a positive one for a change what was your least favorite part of this movie oh boy um i don't like when you watch any movie from the 90s there has to be skateboarding in it somewhere i noticed it took that. me out of it a little bit it, like, it took me out of it too i'm not gonna lie the skateboarding like, and, and when he was like where are your helmets it's like all right come on dude you're in neverland <laughs> the child died in like 1802 he doesn't know what skateboards are i was thinking that same thing except it also fits with the theory though that these kids are all from different time periods mm-hmm. so maybe rufio didn't die in those maybe that's why rufio's here now and he wasn't was rufio an original lost boy i don't think he was no 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 so he's the newest Lost Boy. He's died recently. I don't think they had any Filipino Lost Boys in the original book. <laughs> I, I could be wrong, but I don't. I think didn't that's think the thing. Rufio was Filipino in the original. I'm just saying the character of Rufio. I didn't know no, he I was. A, I'm saying, um, but uh, but that could be a thing. You know, that's a yeah. theory. So I he mean, is. So, but I grant you, the skateboarding took me out of it. And you're right. Every '90s movie had to have a skateboarding reference. Just like yeah, this is what the like, kids like, right? There's skateboarding and there's like neon shit and like there's, there's little things that tell Mohawks. you when it's made. That was a trihawk. Trihawk. Yeah. What about you? My least favorite part of the movie is probably, you know, I let me let me consult the notes here. 
what did I write down? There was a lot of weird references, just like weird sexual references in a kid's movie I didn't care for. Uh, like, well, here this is not a least favorite part. This one just made me laugh my ass off. When he, like you said, the pirate beard chick in mm-hmm. the baseball game, when she takes his hook off, she practically orgasms. <laughs> She's like, ah! <laughs> she puts it on the silk pillow. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on here, guys? I have. Oh, here's my least favorite part. Here's my least favorite part. At the end, when Jack is remembering who his dad is, and he's in the Captain Hook mini costume, yeah. he Jack apologizes to Peter. He goes, I'm sorry, Dad. I'm like, hold on. Jack has blaming. nothing to be sorry for. Sorry for. Yeah. Jack has nothing to be sorry he's for. Sorry that he almost forgot about his whole family and peter I get it. never apologized to jack not verbally also he comes back and immediately bullies him it, immediately yes. what did i tell you about this window <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you child like god and dude. again it fits my theme in the movie that if you bully someone long enough they do what you want it's just like too soon dude like we yeah. just got back so from that was my least favorite part is that I, I wrote this in all caps it's the last thing on my notes i said jack apologizes exclamation point question mark exclamation point yeah, I like but, how Wendy just didn't put up with any of that shit. She's like, no, fuck that. <laughs> I'm not going to listen to you. You're an asshole, Hook. Fuck you. <laughs> you mean Maggie. Maggie. Yeah, Maggie. Why are you switching his grandma and his daughter's it's name? Moira. Deal with it. Moira's his wife. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Although, you're right. They're all the name of Wendy, too. So, yeah. how fucking narcissistic is that? My daughter will... Well, actually, we don't know what her daughter's name is. Because Ma- yeah. Moira's her granddaughter. Yeah. I don't uh, know, man. But also, how many generations of women fell in love with Peter Pan? Uh, and then he, and then he, and then how sh- how pissed off did Wendy have to be that he's? She's like, oh, you pick her, but you didn't pick me. Fifty. She literally years ago, said asshole. she waited at her wedding for him. Like, come take me away. But no, no, marry my granddaughter. That's cool. Yeah, you, oh, you love okay. her more. <laughs> Not fucking good enough for you, but she is. It's fine. It's like Captain America shit when he finds out Peggy's uh grand great like niece or whatever. Sure. You ever watch a Marvel movie? <laughs> I've seen Captain America once. She watched Civil War. Didn't like it. Anyway, that's my least favorite part. <laughs> the Jack apologizes to his dad when he had nothing to fucking apologize for. Yeah. All right. So my favorite part is going to be between. Hook and Smee, like uh, their interactions are fucking hilarious. Like, Sky, yeah, it's it's a Sky little Pirates? weird. It's a little weird to throw in references to like killing yourself <laughs> in a kids movie. The whole suicide thing was ridiculous, but it's played so well and so funny that you just glance over it, like whatever. Don't stop me, Smee. Don't stop. And it's just like that whole fucking scene is awesome. Two of them, they just cracked Dark. me up. And I mean. At and one then, point, you just see Smee trying to steal all the jewels from yeah. her, too. Just like, <laughs> they Smee. They're still pirates, man. Like, they're I still fucking it. pirates. Yeah. No, that's, that, I do. So, that's your favorite part is their, their interactions? Just, yeah. Hook and Smee together just cracked me up. The little shit, like when Hook, when Peter comes back to the ship and Hook has his red carpet out and taps something and the red carpet goes away. He ever sees. Like, he's just so fucking petty and I love it. You're not walking on my fucking red. You can't carpet, walk on my carpet, bitch. you fucking asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> and then you know when he sees Peter, the first thing he says is, "How did you fit back in those magnificent tights?" Yeah. <laughs> He's just a catty, old, petty, catty old queen. queen. That's exactly what it is, and it's hilarious. 
And it I could... bet you if you went oh. to Miami Beach, you'd find like 50 people just like Captain Hook. I was going to say, I don't, I don't think I mentioned it, but Dustin Hoffman played Tootsie, a role where he was in drag. Oh, Robin yeah. Williams was Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, fuck. Drag. This movie's full of drag. Yeah. We need Nathan Lane. And then Glenn too. Close was a man. <laughs> That's true. We need Nathan Lane in this movie. He should have been Smee because. Nathan Lane. Help me remember that. I, I know the, the name. Birdcage. Oh, oh, God, yes. Then it would have been like a, a complete drag movie. Oh, it would have been a complete Robin Williams movie. It would have brought all his movies into one. Yeah. It would have been, a, it would have been the singularity and it would have destroyed everything. Well, you would have needed some flubber in there. But yeah, other than that. <laughs> if you put some green goo in there, it's bouncy. You got it. You got everything. There you go. Plus That's a my lamp. Part. What about you? Uh, my favorite part. Man, I don't know. This movie made me cry too much. So, uh, oh, yeah. In, in I all good ways. But I, like, his. My favorite fucking part, man. I don't fucking know. It's a, it's all a good movie, man. I, you know, actually, here's what I, here's something I liked. The whole movie actually felt like it was being uh, filmed on a stage, like it was being performed for us. Uh huh. You know, there there was a scene when he first, when Tinkerbell first kidnaps him and takes him to Neverland. Uh, that scene where like the sun is supposedly setting, it's obviously a stage light. They, they actually went above and beyond, I think, the practical effects in this, made it look and feel like you're watching a play. Oh, yeah. Real quick, well, I'll mention that during the uh, sword fight, when they clash their swords together and those big giant flashes of light go off, yeah. those are actually like those antique, are stage swords. No, those are antique flash bulbs that went off that they paid a lot for because they're so old. Oh, you wow. You use them once and they blow up. Uh, they wow. paid out the ass for those things just to get that effect. So it's good Damn. thing you noticed it. I, I know that there's a... Uh... They're like old stage swords, or like one has like a flint, one steel, and they. Yeah, I know. I kind of want to buy one. Uh, <laughs> you have to buy two, because. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, dude, imagine the duels at Dragon Con. <laughs> Strike me down. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm definitely doing a hook cosplay. I think. Oh, fuck you. You can be. I. This is my movie. <laughs> if anyone gets to be a pirate. <laughs> When we started this podcast, I said something about pirates. And you're like, oh, pirates are stupid. And pirates. I was like, fuck you, Neil. Pirates are awesome. And now you want to do a fucking hook cosplay. Go fuck yourself. Well, He's mine. Fine. Take him. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's my favorite part. Is It, it looks like a, it feels like a, like a stage production, but in a movie. I like that a lot. Yeah. There you go. Um, that's hook for you. That's hook for you. Um, let me just read some notes I took on this movie out of context. Perfect time for it. <laughs> she orgasms when she touches his hook. I mean, same. That mysterious ticking noise. Jesus fucking goddamn Christ, this movie is so dark. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I suggested uh, it, right? So you should have expected that. And I'm reading these in reverse orders. Like, he fails his kids, like, super hard. Like, like he doesn't deserve to be forgiven bad. Damn. Is what I wrote. Damn. Because he's just a coward. And, like, there's kids. Like, you you die for your kids. I'm sorry. That's... That you try at least you you try until you die. Um Dead Man's Dingy. Um this is so much like Harry Potter. Boy discovers magic in a world in the past. And uh the last one I'll read is I don't think a scene has ever looked more like a stage in a movie ever. Also Freudian like fuck. Yeah. So well, those I... are my notes. <laughs> That's my stream of consciousness in reverse. There you go. Um Yeah, that's hook. Go watch it, assholes. Yep. 
All right, guys, thanks for listening to The Fluent Nerd. Please join us next week. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Fluent Nerd. If you like what you heard, go ahead and please leave us a five-star review wherever you're getting your podcasts. Also, tell your friends about us. Seriously, text one right now or shout if you happen to be in public. You can send your feedback, show ideas, or behind-the-scenes stories to thefluentnerd at gmail.com. And we want to give a very special thanks to our musical talent, Sean Ryan. Go ahead and check him out on Instagram, SoundCloud, and Facebook. We'll see you guys next week. He's Peter Pan, or I've got a dead man's dinghy. God damn it. Yep, that was it. That was the one. (laughs) 